What is up, y'all? We are back with another episode of the Parent Network Podcast. As you already know, I am your host, Ashley Ates. And in season two, we are coming to y'all with some amazing interviews from some amazing moms from various roles in their lives. And today, we are going to be talking with Brittany Kingshana. She is a stay-at-home mother. And we're just going to get into some good conversation, uh, as y'all know. It's raw, it's unfiltered, it's real, it's in the moment, it's transparent because it's life. Parenting is life and we want to hear the unfiltered, the unraw, the uncensored version of everything that everyone has to share on this podcast. So I am going to introduce Brittany. She is a stay-at-home mom of three boys, but that's not all she is, y'all. She is an amazing woman. She is a nurse in training. It's continuation, y'all, because y'all know how it is as parents. We have these kids, and then sometimes we put our desires, our dreams on hold to make sure that we're ensuring that they have success from us. But our success is their success. But we'll get more into that into this podcast. I want to bring Brittany into this conversation. Come on, Britt. Welcome. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? You know, as we said prior <laughs> to, parenting is parenting. I am well. I am well. I want to talk about you, though. I want to talk about you. I want to hear your journey of... um motherhood how's it been you know how's it been treating you you know all of the things so just talk to us about your journey in motherhood well that's it it's been a journey motherhood has definitely been a journey it's a roller coaster you have your ups you have your downs you have your oh we're just coasting and then it's going to drop off and then it's going to build back up and it's going to drop off but i wouldn't change anything I wouldn't change anything at all. Um, Motherhood, like I can't speak for, you know, the fathers. I'm going to say motherhood. It's amazing. Um, Again, it has its ups and it has its downs. But I think that the ups, they absolutely outweigh the downs. Good morning. There's one of them now. <laughs> Listen, because on this podcast, y'all going to get the kids in the background because <laughs> it's not about perfection. And I think sometimes, you know, when we're thinking about parenting and also yeah, like on. trying to have our own lifestyle, that yes, there does need to be a separation. We do need to be able to get away from our kids, as I talked about in one of the episodes, having a mom supplement, but also allowing them to see the journey of you doing something different and something for yourself, because I think that starts to foster within them types of independency. So kind of just talk to us about what does the routine look like in the morning as a stay-at-home mom of three? (laughs) It looks absolutely crazy. I want to say that right now we really don't have a routine because the two boys, they are, they're, they're going to be four in November. And with them trying to, okay, we're going to wake up at a certain time. We're going to brush our teeth. We're going to eat breakfast. It doesn't really work with them. Whereas with my eight-year-old daughter, that works with her. Like she knows what time she needs to get up. She knows she needs to brush her teeth. She knows she needs to do this and do that. So right now the routine is just 
get we're gonna wake up every day. We wake up every day and we look at the day and say, Okay, we're gonna do this, this and this and especially since it's summertime right now, literally the routine is okay, let's wake up and let's just get the day going. Um, as far as once school starts, then I will say mornings they are rough. They can be very rough because my two boys like they're they're no they're really no help in the morning. It's like I have to get them up. Like, come on, guys, get up. And I try to teach them independence. Like, I need you to do this stuff on your own. I know they're not at the age right now where they can do absolutely everything, but you're at the age where you can get up and you can put some clothes on yourself. But do they do it? No, they don't. A lot of the times in the morning, I'm repeating myself. And it gets to a point where I sound like a drill sergeant. And then I'm raising my voice to where it's like, I don't want to start my day like this. This this is not this is not how it's gonna go. But then I have to kind of reel it back in, like, okay, woosah. Let's let's recalculate some things. Let's all get back on the same page. But um yeah, like there there's mornings where it's just it starts off rough and it'll lead into the day. And I've had to tell myself, like, okay, when the mornings are rough, I have to reel it back in. I got to reel it back in because I don't want to carry that energy throughout the day. And especially with my daughter, I don't want to send her off to school with that energy. So in the mornings, like I said, I I try my best. That's, that's all I can do is try my best and keep repeating myself. I'm learning in motherhood, hey, you're going to have to repeat it 10 times. 15 times, 20 times, 100 times. And I've had to I've had to become okay with that. Because again, like they're kids, they don't know. This is their first time being a kid. This is my first time being a mom. But guess what? We're going to continue to learn. That's all we can do is continue to learn. I love that okay. philosophy that I'm going to continue to learn. I think so many times like we come into parenthood with this preconceived notion of what we want it to be <laughs> and how it's supposed to be based off of mm-hmm. what we received, you know, or what we saw in our childhood. And I say this all the time and I'm forever going to stand by this, that parenting is one of the most chaotic, beautiful relationships that we'll ever have. Parenting is a relationship because we are raising human beings. We're not raising kids. And so I love how you said they've never been a kid before. I've never been, you know, a parent before, a mother before. So we're we're learning this beautiful song and dance. And huh, it was another thing that you said where it was like, I have to reel it back in. I have to bring myself back into this space where it's like, okay, I don't want this to be how I launched the day. So let me Mm -hmm. refocus, recalibrate. And understanding how to emotionally regulate yourself as an adult, as a parent, is like (laughs) top tier, top tier gold everything because it's so easy for us to adapt to the energy that our children are giving us. And I always say like, it's this tug of war where it's like, I need you to know that I'm the authority. And the child is like, but I need you to know that I have a need. And so when we get to that space of I'm raising my voice, 
the child is raising their voice or they're screaming or they're falling out or they're displaying whatever behavior it is to try to get our attention, it becomes our duty to then say, okay, you know what? I am the authoritative figure. So I have to lead by example. Can you kind of share with us a time where (laughs) the emotional regulation piece, you know, just was, it was not regulating. How did you handle that? How did you kind of bring that back in and then kind of talk to us about what it looks like for you to kind of calm down and say, okay, let me switch. Let me see. I can't think of like a specific time. I can just think of times where it's been just very chaotic in the house. Like it's just a lot of noise. At first, I'm not used to that. I'm an only child. I'm not used to that at all. Oh my God. Okay. So it's like a lot of noise in the house and it'll just be something that like flips the switch in me and I just go off. Like, I don't care who's in front of me. I just go off. Unfortunately, my daughter, that's who I'm around a lot is Logan. I'm around her. Hold on. I'm around her a lot. So I will say it's been times that she gets that unregulated emotion. And I just see her and she just like, like she gets so little. And like, if she had dog ears, like they would be tucked behind her. And I just have to, I walk away. Like I get to a point to where I'm just seeing red and I walk away. I'll walk away. Most likely I will cry, lock myself in a room somewhere. I will cry. But in that moment, I know I've done something wrong. I have gone off. Like I let it get to a point where it shouldn't have gotten to that point. So I have to calm myself down. I have to talk to myself. I have to look in the mirror and say, hey, that is not, that's not who we are. That's not it. And I've apologized to my daughter a lot. When stuff like that happens, I have to sit her down. I have to let her know what's going on with me. I have to let her know it's not an excuse, but I need to let you know these things. And I'm apologizing. I'm sorry. And we have very good open communication. I have great communication with my daughter. She gives me the grace that I need. Like, oh my God, I need the grace so bad. And she gives it to me. No problem. No problem. Like no questions asked. She gives it to me. And so, like I said, I have to really back in. And most of it, it's me apologizing to her. Um, I've apologized to my sons a couple times. My fiance, I stay apologizing to him. <laughs> because it's, I can't explain it. Just that switch sometimes, it just, boop. It, it's, 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 it's like you said, it is a switch and you get to this level of frustration and it's just like, whoever it is, is about mm-hmm. to get it because I allowed myself to get to this place. And I think that it takes like time for us to really understand like how to regulate ourselves emotionally, especially I, and I, and I'll say this, like all of these terms that we hear nowadays, we didn't hear that kind of stuff growing up. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was, you know, get yourself together. That was, that was the term, I guess you would say back then for regulate your emotions. It was like, get yourself together. Or it was, it's not that serious. And I know when those type of things happened to me, it was like, wasn't nobody apologizing to me. You know, it was Mm -hmm. like, 
you the child, I'm the adult. So it doesn't matter. And I love that you say, you know, you apologize to your daughter. I have to apologize to my kids too, because listen, y'all are annoying. (laughs) And, and, you know, especially in, I would say the black and brown community, we, we say a lot of sayings to our kids that have a lot of weight on them. That that yeah. saying that people say, you know, sticks and stones break your bones, but words don't hurt. It's a lie. An absolute lie. It's An a absolute lie. lie. The words are what hold weight sometimes more than the physical punishment of a thing. Because that weight of the words is what you replay in your mind. So if I'm replaying, you know, oh, you, you, you stupid, you know, you should have did that. Like, how dumb of you? Can you not do X, Y, and Z? Well, if we're honest, depending on the age of the child, the child probably cannot do whatever it is that you're saying. But because you're so annoyed in the moment that most likely, like you said, it doesn't have anything to do with the kid. It's something that happened within you. Something switched, a trigger happened, and you was like, I'm off the rocket ship. And I'm red going. flags, red flags, red flags. And the and like you said, it's a song and a dance. You know, motherhood is a song and a dance. And being a stay-at-home mom, I give my hats off to you all because baby, no, that's not the grace for my life. <laughs> it does take patience. It does take like, okay everything's not going to be perfect today to wake up and say, you know what? Okay. Let's just see how the day goes. And we become so rigid, I think in routine. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's gotta be. That's what I had to get out of. Like, yeah, exactly. That I was finding that the routine, like, Hey, that's not working because when it goes off path, then I'm tripping. Like, why did it go off path? Now I'm stuck on why it went off path instead of trying to get back on the path now i'm stuck focused on damn why why did i go why did that happen why we focus on all the wrong things all the wrong wrong things things. yes i'm a i'm a planner i am a planner by nature by day and by night but i've had to relax that because with kids and just in life in general things don't always go as planned like we can't Figure every single step of every single day and learning how to be flexible. I think that's probably one of the pillars of parenthood flexibility. Mm -hmm. If you are rigid, you're going to just run yourself right into the ground because your kids are going to show you no. (laughs) Absolutely. They're going to show you every day. Every day they're going to show you this is not the routine. (laughs) be flexible do it or this ain't gonna work it's not not gonna gonna work because with you having multiple kind of talk to us about if you've ever parented um your daughter try to parent her the same way you do the boys and vice versa um so with my daughter she was like super easy like I'm so happy my first was a was a girl. Like, oh man, like I wanted her to be a boy, and people were like, no, like be happy that your first is a girl, like because they are they're awesome. Um, I'm finding out like talking with my fiance, I'm finding that with her, I was like super, 
I was like really strict and just wanted everything to be perfect. I had that routine like this, boom, boom, boom. Whenever I would get off of that routine, I'm focusing on why, what, what happened here? Why did we go left here? We should have went right. What happened? Whereas <laughs> now with the boys, I'm a little bit more like free. I, I would say with Logan, I was like a helicopter okay. mom, like hovering over her, wanting to know every move and all of that. With the boys, I have loosened up because I was finding being the helicopter mom it's stressful and it's just a whole bunch of anxiety. And it's like, what was I being a helicopter mom for? Like, why was I so like that was my first time being a mom? Like I was fresh in the game. Like just in there with the boys, you know, my feet are wet. I, this ain't the, my first time at the rodeo, but oh, it is. It is your first time at the rodeo. <laughs> it is absolutely your first time. Like I said, I'm just, I'm on the wave and I'm just riding it. Just, okay, this is what we're doing. Okay, all right. But I will say it's different with the boys. I'm just not so much helicoptery, if that makes sense. <laughs> I'm all for making up words. I do it all the time <laughs> because parents understand the words of parents. <laughs> yeah, but as far, and as far as you know, the gender roles, boy versus girl. No, I'm going to treat y'all both the same. Like, y'all going to get treated the same. Just when the trash is full, one of y'all better take it out. I don't care who it is. One of y'all talk amongst each other and figure it out. I don't care. Logan, I don't care if you take it. Somebody empty the garbage, please. That's it. It's that helicopter parent. I don't know. I can't think of the name of the show. It was like parent, the parent something. Oh, that, it was uh, where they had like different parenting mm-hmm. styles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that show. I watched that show um the whole season and you know kind of just observed everybody's parenting style. And if I'm honest, I would say like I have kind of embodied a little bit of everybody's parenting style that mm-hmm. was presented on the show because again, like we're doing this, especially from the first time. Heck, I was 19. I know what the heck I was doing. We out here, okay? We out here <laughs> and we're just, you know, we're 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 trying to not mess our kids up I hear that Mm -hmm. so much like in parenting I'm just really trying not to mess my kids up and as I've kind of journeyed in this motherhood thing I've learned like okay yes I don't want to mess my kid up yes I do have a plan for what I desire for parenting to look like and I think for me when we talk about routine and plan, it's really like the values, like what are the values that I want to instill in my children? Not so much, you got to do this, 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 and this, because ultimately they're going to make their own decision. And we should allow for them to make decisions on their own, even under our care. Like how else are they going to learn in the real world, what, you know, compromise looks like, what persuasion looks like, you know, what building healthy relationships look like if we don't give them that model in the home and allow for them to do it. So can you kind of share with us, like, what are some values that you're instilling in your children that are never going to change as far as you're concerned, but it's not, um, 
as possibly like rigid, like you better do it my way or no way. Um, definitely one of the values I think like that I'm big on is be good. Like don't be kind, be good. Because if you're being good, then the kindness is going to come out of you. Just being kind, that's not going to work in life. Like, I need you to be a good person. Don't just be a kind person. I need you to be a good person. Um, also, family. Like, your family is, is everything right now. Like, your immediate family, we are what comes first. First, it's you. Then it's your family. And then it's your friends. And then as you get older, I want that same thing for all of you. I want the family that you're going to build. I want that family to come first. I don't want you to worry about us and what we have going on. I need you to worry about you and your family because that's what it's all about. Like I'm raising you guys so that hopefully one day y'all will decide to go off and make your own family. But if you don't, y'all want to stay with your mama. That's fine too. We we can make that work. Like whatever. Just need a big compound and all of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else? Just, I don't just be, especially in this world that we live in today, just be a good person. Like, that's all that I want you to be is be a good person. I don't want you to, when, when you see somebody that needs help, just go help them. Go help them. Don't, don't be a, a stander and watcher. Don't just stand there and watch. Like, I need you to give back to society because society has given us a lot. Like what all of this, like we wouldn't have any of this if it wasn't for this whole village that we have. So I need you to give back to society. Whatever you decide to do in life, just make sure that you're giving back to society. Give back to those that gave to you. That's it. Family, values, be kind, be good. Those are some of the values that she is instilling into her kids. Okay, so we're going to pivot. You know, motherhood is great. Whoop, whoop for motherhood. But now we're going to talk about you, the woman. Because on the Parent Network podcast, I love to highlight us as individuals. I say it all the time. The, the, The woman has to know herself to a degree. So that she can give in her role of mothering, you know, a wife, employer, businesswoman, whatever role you wear, whatever hat you wear. Because at the end of the day, parenting is a role because they are hopefully, prayerfully whew, going to go off <laughs> into the world and explore the world and use the wisdom and the knowledge that we have imparted into them and then come back and share it with us. And we talk because as they grow, your parenting is going to change how you Mm -hmm. communicate with them. is going to change because they're changing and we're changing. So what are some things that you do for the woman, Brittany, to just prepare yourself for the day, for whatever it is that you desire to do? What is Um, Brittany like? Brittany, Brittany likes a whole lot of stuff. Um, something that I do for myself to kind of prepare myself for whatever's going on, I like to just listen to music a lot. I listen to music. I put on a little bit of aromatherapy, you know, get some good <laughs> lavender, lemongrass going. Um, I'm very into self-care 
whether it be going out and getting my nails done or just being at home doing it myself. Um, I am, I like to laugh. Um, I, I don't know, like, I'm, I think I'm so like used to just being a mom now when it comes to talking about, okay, well, step out of the mom role. Like, what, what is it that you do? And it's, I just have fun. Like, I like to be around my family. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with me being an only child. But I feel like I'm that cousin that, hey, like, what are y'all doing this weekend? Like, let's all let's all get together. Like, I need my cousins because I don't have no siblings. So I like to I like to be around a lot of different people. Okay. Like my friend, as far as my friends and my family, you know, you got I got family that's different from this family. And I just kind of like to, I guess I like to be pulled in all different directions. Sounds kind of chaotic, but it works for me. Um, I think in the moment when I am being pulled all directions, I'm kind of like, ah, 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 but me, I like to figure things out. I'm okay. I'm about to sit here and I'm gonna figure this out. And it, it gives me just good satisfaction to figure something out, whatever it may be. Once I get it figured out, I'm satisfied. Like I'm good to go. I'm all great. See, that is something that I wanted to just touch on a bit because it's so prevalent amongst, I feel like parents, you know, I can't speak for the dad. I am not a dad. I'm a mother. But when people ask us like, okay, who are you? You know, what do you do? And you, I promise you, I kid you not the first thing that I would spout out of my mouth. I'm a mother. And it's like, okay, (laughs) yes, you are. (laughs) You are. That's correct. You wear that role. But when we get down to the core of like who I am as a woman, you know, that question of who am I, I used to constantly ask myself that. And it took several revisions of me because I'm constantly evolving and I am constantly committed to my own growth that when someone asks me that question, like, okay, who are you? Now I can say who I am outside Mm -hmm. of my role of motherhood because that thing would just roll off my tongue like nobody. I'm a mother. (laughs) I'm, you know, I love to. And what that really showed me was like I was disconnected from me because, again, we can get so lost in our role of motherhood that we, Mm -hmm. I want this for my kids. I want my kids to be able to do this. And it's nothing wrong with that. It's a beautiful thing because our focus shifts as soon as we become a mother. It's like, focus over here because I want to make sure that I am instilling, raising, creating memories, all of these things. But I love how you said you're into self-care. And so this is this is a part of my nature that I have learned is a part of my nature. I'm always challenging people <laughs> to do something. They people hate it, but they love it at the same time because it's just who I am. And so I'm gonna challenge you to just sit with I don't know if you like to journal, but kind of just sit with yourself on one of your self-care days mm-hmm. and just write out like who is Brittany? What does Brittany like? What were her passions? pre-motherhood and how can I incorporate that now that I am a full-blown mom of three, a fiance, 
What is it that I want to get back to doing? Because what I've started to learn is that when we find that joy within us sometimes again, it spills over into all of the other roles, those important roles of family dynamic. So that's my challenge. (laughs) Got it. Got it. Because when you started talking, I was over here thinking like, who am I? Who am I besides? Because the first thing you have, I'm a mother. Like, yeah. Like, I take pride in being a mom. Like, yes. So I think that might be the first thing I'll always say. I'm a mother. <laughs> because there are so many people that can't be in that role of motherhood, like naturally birthing their babies out. You know, yeah. there's so many variations of how people come into motherhood. And so it's never a slight when we're like, yeah, I'm a mother. But I'm also, I've, I, you know, coined this. I'm both and. I am this and that. And both of those roles are going to get the best versions of me. I just have to figure out how to balance that and what that looks like. When I need to take away and step back from my kids, they know it. If I've had a hot day, hey, I need 30 (laughs) minutes. I need 30 minutes because my youngest son, you know, Caleb is. He's from another side of heaven, (laughs) y'all. And I've shared that on this podcast that he's just from another side of heaven where he challenges me. And it's not that it's a bad thing, but it's a challenge to be like, yo, you gotta, you gotta figure out what you really need so that you can really pour into and equip him. So I take a lot of time to myself journaling, you know, away with friends or family to pour into the woman because I can't sit up and talk to a kid all day because bro <laughs> asked 50, 11 questions. And I'm just like, I told him one time, I said, you have three more questions and then your questions are yeah. done for the day. Cause I can't do it anymore. You've reached your max on words. You have no more words for the day. <laughs> That's it. But it's important. I feel like that we do that though, you know, recognize and honor the woman that we are. But also, you know, recognizing and honoring the mother that we are. I have just a few more questions and we're going to be done. Um, How do you feel or do you feel that what you received like in your childhood was beneficial in your role of motherhood? Um, It definitely was beneficial. I'll say when my when I first had Logan, like it was I want to be exactly like my mom. Like I want to do everything that she did because she was perfect like she hit the the nail on the head she got it but then it's like as the years went on I don't want to say that there were some things like that it was bad but like I'll give an example like I feel like my mom never really let me fail at anything so now in my adult life it's kind of like that routine when I'm in a routine and then I fall off and I can't get back on, okay, now I have failed, and I do not know how to deal with, well, I know how to deal with it now, but before, I did not know how to deal with failure or, like, rejection. I didn't know how to deal with that, and it would just be, like, this dark cloud over me, so if there was, like, anything that I could change about my childhood, it was just, mom, just let me fail at something, like, let me get a taste, let me just get a little taste of it, just a little taste, that's it, but, um, other than that, I feel like everything else that she did, like, I'm trying, well, I don't want to say everything, 
And I don't want to say that I'm trying to be her. Let me stop that. Because I find when I compare myself to her and what she did, and I'm not necessarily doing what she did, then it's like, oh, God, what am I doing wrong? I start focusing on getting off of that routine. And I got to add, mm-mm. Like, no, we're not, we not going to do that. Because what worked back then might not necessarily work now. Or what worked back then, it is working now. So I would definitely say that, mom, yeah, you did that, girl. You did it. You did it. I'm happy with my childhood. That's that's important. Um, I've I've learned that we have to honor what was because we're in a totally different generation, a totally different era. We have access to a lot more things than that generation had access to. And when we honor what was given to us and what we could use and can still use, then it just makes it better. I love how you said, you know, like, just let me fail though. Like that, that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day because that, that failure and that perfectionism piece, all of these things that we built up along the way, it spills into our motherhood journey. And we start to see it, it'll rear its head. And then it's like, okay, like you said, okay, hold on. That's not what I want to do. That's not, that's not what I'm trying to do, but I don't know any other way of doing it. And so that self-evaluation, you know, that evolution of, okay, now I have to make a plan for me and what I want it to look like for my household and my family. That is that's a job in and of itself, you know? Yes, motherhood, it is. Motherhood comes with so much that we're never prepared for. But I think if we just lean into the fact that God chose us, number one, to be to be mothers, to these beautiful children that are going to be prayerfully amazing human beings as they get older, it takes the girl, it takes the pressure off of us to be perfect because it's never going to be perfect. We don't know what it's going to look like, but having a, uh, having a plan, even when the plan kind of just fumbles a little bit, we can revisit it. What needs to be, you know, revised. What do I need to change about me? What do I need to change about the routine? How do I equip? How do I help? How do I grow my kids in what they love? Like, what are some activities or sports or things that your kids are involved in that it just kind of makes you feel like, dang, this is it right here? Um, well, actually, my daughter, she doesn't, she's not into sports yet. She's into, like, she does the art. She's into yeah. all of that. She's very, I want to color this. I want to draw that. I want to create this. I want to create that. I want to build something. And I'm like, all right, that, we, let's do that then. Let's do it. Let's, let's go down that path. Let's see what we're doing. You're allowing her to choose what she desires to do. And then you're allowing her to fail too at it and be like, you're not a failure. This thing just didn't work for you. So let's try something different. Mm-hmm. I like, as you were talking, that's like kind of what I kept seeing. Like, okay, okay, mom, you didn't let me fail. Okay, no problem. But I know that I'm not going to allow that for my kids. So I'm going to allow them to choose, do their thing. And if they desire, they don't want to do it anymore. 
or if they just suck completely at it because <laughs> not all of our kids are good at everything and I think right. some parents be like my kid is good no baby your kid's not good at everything and it's okay <laughs> it's okay once they find their niche you know what they desire to do support them in it and move forward but I love that you're allowing her to kind of just forge her lane and you're mm-hmm. you're backing her in it because it's important. It's important for the esteem of the child. It's important even for us. We never really kind of realize sometimes, I know for myself, how much when I parent that's healing the little girl within me with some of the things that are happening with them. It's like, oh, I didn't receive that, but I can give that to them. And so mm-hmm. it's beautiful to see. Mm-hmm. If there is one tip, suggestion, whatever that you can leave with the people, what would it be? Um, it would be just to enjoy the phases. Because motherhood, you know, all of this, it's a phase. All of these things that we go through with our kids are these stages. They're just that stages and phases. And you have to find whatever, if there's something bad going on in a phase, you got to find the good because I believe there's a good in every single stage. Like I said, when I have all this chaos going on, there's always a silver lining in it. So it's just it's just that find the silver lining. There's always a silver lining in everything. There's always a silver lining. And she's exactly right. y'all. Parenting is phases and stages and they're beautiful, chaotic, melodic. All of any adjective that you can possibly think of in every phase of parenting, it is there. So I just want to thank our guest, Brittany, for sharing her insight, sharing her wisdom, sharing parts of her story with us on the Parent Network podcast. Till next time, y'all. Thank you.